Welcome. Welcome in to Sports Talk Chicago. All gas, no brakes. If you're looking for the same old sports talk, get out. You've come to the wrong place. Hey, we ain't come this far just to come this far, you hear me? I tell you what I see, I tell you the truth. We going hard today. We're fearless, bold, and highly opinionated. This here show. This show is so hot right now. The biggest guests, the hottest takes, and the best interviews live right here. Do you actually remind me of Dan Patrick? Because you ask great questions, you have the knack, you have the gift. On Sports Talk Chicago. Yo, Chicago. Here's your host. The guy's an absolute stud. John Zagul. Here we go. It's a QB controversy here in Chicago, and it is Sports Talk. Chicago with all of you across our great affiliates and across YouTube and all over the place on social media. This is John Zaglul, host of the program. John Meadows is directing and producing. My goodness, we have so much to get to. It's so great to be back. Took a little bit of a vacation. John and I both did actually to separate places. We're back at it. We're great and we're happy to be here with you. And um, Tyson Bagent won his first quarterback start in the NFL. What does that mean? Is that an indictment of Justin Fields? We're going to discuss. Matt Eberflus and the rumor mill continues to swirl. Could Jim Harbaugh become the Bears coach as well? That's being talked about. Plus, we'll have a full Bears-Chargers preview. Sunday night football, primetime Bears football. I feel bad for America. It's coming up on Sunday. We're going to give you all the details as well. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Big thank you to all of our great affiliates. You see their logos there at the top of the screen. AM 1230, WJOB City's 92.9 Talk FM. ACTV and GenTV. We're also going to be naming two more radio partners. Contract is signed. Everything's ready. Going to be a big announcement for that next week. So make sure you stay tuned and come on in next Wednesday night for a huge announcement and a big celebration for us here at Sports Talk Chicago. Be a part of the discussion. Comment. Hang out with us. Uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Hit the like button and be a part of what should be a very interesting program, to say the least. We're so glad all of you are here with us, listening on your radios, watching on your TVs, on YouTube, or even listening on the podcast. We appreciate all of you being here and uh, looking forward to a great program here tonight. <clears throat> so, where do the Bears go from here? Seems like we're asking that question almost every week. This time it's a little bit more serious, though. I said, Bajan, what? Now, there were qualifiers that came along with it. He faced a backup quarterback just like himself, so the quarterback matchup was pretty even. The Bears and their playbook was simple at best. It wasn't complicated. There wasn't anything that they asked him to do that was too much. I looked at the passer chart after the game. A lot of his passes were 15 yards or less. Never the less. The Bears won, and they won handily against Las Vegas at home. And for a Bears team that for some reason just literally can't win at all, Every win matters. Every win counts. I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't care what the perception is or what the lens looks like, what people want to say. The fact is they won a game. They won an NFL football game at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. I think losing that game only furthers the problems for Josh McDaniels over there. I think he should be fired. I think they shouldn't have even hired him, but at least over here, this is a big situation for Tyson Bajan. I thought he played exceptionally well. Did everything asked of him, did everything he was supposed to do. 72% completion percentage, a lot of low yardage, but high completion percentage throws. One touchdown, no picks, no fumbles, sacked once, 97 passer rating, and 162 yards. What more could you have asked for from Bajan in that sort of situation? 
D2QB, nothing impressive at all, undrafted, comes in and does that, I'll take that all day. Now again, I know they didn't face a great team. I know they dumbed things down a little bit, quote-unquote, to make things easier for Bajan. I understand that. But you can't argue with his performance. You can't argue with that while they played. 97 passer rating, sacked one time only. That's it. Everybody was worried about the Raiders' pass rush before the game. We saw comments about it, people discussing it. At the end of the day, he only got sacked one time. Could throw the ball quickly, get the ball out of the pocket quickly, a lot of short passes, and it worked. Is this a sustainable model for success? Probably not. The Bears are going to need a legitimate quarterback down the road. Unless Bajan strings together 10, 15 performances like this, ends the year like this, maybe we could have a discussion. The Bears do need a legitimate quarterback who could throw the ball 50 yards downfield, who can unleash more deep attack footballs. So is this model perfect? No, but it worked, and that's all that matters to me. Justin Fields, according to reports today, is doing his best to get back out on the field. You know why he's doing that, right? Because he looks horrible right now. He does. Matt Eberflus said this during the week, and here's an article, um, and it says this, this, the headline of the article here from Bleacher Nation, Matt Eberflus shuts down Bears QB controversy before it could start. Whoa, okay. So we got the media telling us the truth of the situation, apparently. Matt Eberflus was asked if there's any question that Justin Fields is the starting QB. He's 100% healthy. And Eberflus said, quote, Justin is our starting quarterback. Eberflus said this and further elaborated. Tyson's the backup came in, did a nice job. We don't know where Justin is with his injury. We'll see where it is. It's a week-to-week thing, and we'll assess it more tomorrow. Okay. Really? We're supposed to believe Matt Eberplus. I think that's a fair question. He's had issues in communicating, to say the least, about the Allen Williams situation, about um, after the game. There, there were issues in terms of injury, in terms of player personnel, questions that the Bears communication staff had to retract or move forward on. Remember the Chase Claypool thing where Eberplus said, oh, yeah, we sent him home. Then the Bears say, no, no, we didn't send him home. <laughs> Whatever the hell that was. Point is... I don't trust what Matt Eberflus has to tell. I want to see it with my own eyes. I want to see what exactly happens before I sit here and believe what he's going to say. I think it's fair to say that although there may not be a big-time controversy, let's put it that way, people began to scratch their heads. And this is what I talked about from weeks ago when I said, uh, when we talked about this uh, last week about Justin Fields and all that. We said this. If Bajan plays well, it's great for him, but it's more indicting for Justin Fields. This game, the the way he played, the way he succeeded, the way he got the ball out quick, had a high completion percentage, barely got sacked, held out of the football, all of these things just further indicted Justin Fields. It did. We could all probably agree, yeah, is Beijing going to be a starter full-time? Probably not, right? Unless he does this again 15 more times in a row. Then we could have a discussion. He may not be a starter. But what does it say when an undrafted backup who was not highly touted, who did not go to Ohio State, who did not have a stacked team around him in college, 
What does it say when he does all that in the NFL and your big-time top pick is having another crap-ass season? That's concerning. And as we talked about many a time on this program from the beginning of this season, it all goes back to Justin Fields and his future here in Chicago. So Tyson Bajan did all that with little to no preparation, little to no lead time, and did everything he was asked to do and then some. He definitely exceeded expectations on Sunday. Justin Fields has been given three years. Still not working. Yes, it's the coaching and the offensive play calling. I get that. But for some reason, it worked for Bajan. It's just one game, but it did work in that one game. Questions need to be answered here. And week by week, as things move forward, and as Bajan continues to play well, if he does, it's only going to lead to more questions and more issues in terms of Justin Fields and his future in Chicago. And it's they're all fair questions to ask. Okay, if you're at the point where you're still like, we need Justin here, you are five or six weeks late to the party, okay? We're past the, oh, we need to defend Justin Fields till we die type thing. Some people are still doing it. It's pretty damn lame, to be honest with you. It's freaking lame. Okay, the fact is, the Bears had a D2 undrafted QB come in and almost single-handedly win the game. He did things that Justin Fields could not and has still not done. Held on to the football. High, high completion percentage. Justin's career, career completion percentage is under 65. Bajan first start, 73. Okay, he's doing things that Fields can't do. He's an undrafted rookie who went to Shepard. Fields, highly touted first-round pick. Everybody loves him, and he still can't figure it out. When are we going to say he may not be the guy for the future? I'm not saying that there's a full-on QB controversy and Bajan needs to come in and save the season and start. Not even going to go there, because that might be a little bit too meatball-ish. But I will say this. Every time that Bajan gets on the field and plays like that, it further indicts Justin Fields and further diminishes his future value in Chicago. It does, and you can't argue it. Many of you want to. Many of you are going to say, oh, I'm being biased. No, this isn't biased. Look at the damn numbers. My goodness, people. We still got people dependent Justin Fields and dying on that hill. For what? It's over. We have to accept it. Because, again, now here's an even bigger question, okay? We saw Bajan do what he did last week, so who here wants to pay Justin Fields $200 million over six years? Anybody? Didn't think so. I love how when I ask that question every week, the answer is always a resounding no. Even from people who claim that they love Justin Fields, they still say, no way, no way, no way. That in and of itself shows where everybody should be standing and where most people do stand on Justin Fields at this point. I wish him all the best, and maybe he'll get that money in five or six years when he goes to another team and kills it over there. That'd be awesome and good for him, but it ain't going to work here. And now it's looking worse and worse. Like I said, I read a report today. He's really trying to get back into it. Yes, of course he is, because every week that he doesn't play, and every week that this kid just shows his ass up, it makes him look worse and worse. Keep this in mind, too. The Bears still have two top ten picks as of today. So are we still going to deny the fact that they need a quarterback with one of those two picks? Are we still going to sit here and say, no, 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 Justin's the guy. Come on, guys. Come on, people. Let's wake up.
here. Let's wake up and understand what's going on. Okay? You have two top 10 picks. You have a quarterback who's being outplayed by his backup, who's a D2 undrafted guy who was on the practice squad a couple of months ago. You're still going to tell me we got to keep him around? You're still going to tell me, oh, he's the guy? we got to stick behind him? Give me a damn break. This is the true QB controversy. This is the true QB controversy. Not the fact that, oh, should it be Paige or Fields? Some people are pendling that. I'm not a clickbait guy, right? I'm trying to tell you the truth. I'm not going to go there, but I will say this. As far as a QB controversy goes, there is one that exists. Don't let people fool you. There is a QB controversy. The controversy is Justin Fields can't stay here next year. And every week that he doesn't play, and every week that Tyson Bajan just completely lights it up and lights up his ass, it only gets worse and worse for him. That's why he's trying his best to get back out there. Oh, he's trying to grip, grip a football. He's really trying to get back. Oh, please let him back in the game. Yeah, people want him back so that way they can give him an opportunity to defend himself on the field. Ain't going to work. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Okay? You don't need to convince me of anything else. Even in the good moments, he still made mistakes. The Broncos game. Everybody talks about the Broncos game. He did so good, so good. Yep. How did that fourth quarter go for him? (laughs) And that was his best game. I mean, come on, people. We're past the I need to defend him till I die type thing, okay? Last week proved it. You got an undrafted D2 Shepard graduate going out there, putting up a 97 passer rating against a pro team. With a legitimate pass rush, too. Everybody, oh, the pass rush. Watch out for the pass rush. He did great. Oh, the Bears changed up their offensive plan. You know what? Even if they did a little bit, they dumbed it down. They didn't make it more complicated. So what are you saying? That we have to dumb it down even more for Justin Fields? No. This is bad. This is a bad situation for Justin Fields. (sighs) Can't convince me otherwise there. There is a controversy. There is something to think about. It's not the Bajan versus Fields debate. It's the should Fields stay debate. That is the quarterback controversy. Do we all think Justin Fields deserves to stay next year? And Here's the answer. Based on last week, based on his performance too, no. And every single week that Bajan goes out there and just lights it up, Justin Fields' future in Chicago wanes further and further into the distance. Don't take my word for it. What would you do? What would you do today? If you're Ryan Poles, if you're Matt Eberflus, he's even going to be around anymore, but what's to me is, you have a D2 walk-on undrafted QB outperforming your starter who's a top 11 pick. On top of that, he's entering his fourth year. On top of that, there's going to be money involved. On top of that, you have two first-round picks. Dare I need to say anything more? You know what to do. I know what to do. That's what the Bears should do. So let's stop with the Justin Fields dying on a hill. I need to keep him here. Please don't get rid of him. I'm going to cry and and go in a corner. No. People, let's wake up here. I'm not saying I have the answer to the quarterback situation, but I do know this. Based on last week and based on what we've seen so far, Justin Fields does not deserve to stay. And this is not a personal attack. Can't even go there now. The numbers, more than anything, show it. And if you don't see it, you're a fan. You're not an analyst.
that's something you got to consider. Sports Talk Chicago here with John Zagul. We're going to be right back. Sports Talk Chicago, Herbert Johns Globe. Appreciate everybody tuning in on all of our great affiliates across Illinois and Indiana and 1230 WJOB Cities 92.9 FM, ACTV and Jet TV. John Meadows in the building, directing and producing. All of us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Uh, you can subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button on this video. We appreciate it. We're hearing 20,000 subscribers. Everything helps. And uh, if you miss any of this program here today on your local radio or TV affiliate, Go back and podcast it. Go to sportstalkchicago.com or look up Sports Talk Chicago. All of all the great podcast platforms out there, you're going to find it. Um, we have a big announcement coming up next week as well. Tune in next Wednesday night. Huge announcement about the future of this program and expansion plans. Uh, everything's all taken care of. We're going to announce it next week. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. So stay tuned for that too. Rumors have intensified. Regarding the Bears and their coaching situation. Talking about it this past week at work, actually. And everybody's kind of on the same page, even at my job. Yeah, he shouldn't stay. And Iberflus needs to go. But the question is, who do they replace him with? So far, according to a couple of insiders, there have been rumblings about Jim Harbaugh. David Kaplan on his YouTube channel, said all of this, quote, let's assume Eberflus is out as head coach. I don't see a scenario where he returns. Who would you hire? You're going to go for a defensive coordinator, offensive guy. What about Jim Harbaugh? I keep hearing that he would have interest. Yes, Jim Harbaugh. Now, other analysts have kind of put water on that report, including Albert Breer of MMQB. He said that Harbaugh and Kevin Warren have a frosty relationship from Warren's time as the Big Ten commissioner. Speaking of Kevin Warren, don't get me started on him. I don't, I don't care what he has to say. Jim Harbaugh is out there. I think it's worth having the conversation. I want to make this clear, too, because I know a lot of you are going to go back and look at my old videos. Yeah, I wasn't a supporter of Jim Harbaugh. And there are reasons why I wasn't, why I still am not now. This NCAA case is not a good thing. And in San Francisco, you have to question his judgment, because if everybody remembers, maybe they don't, he did kind of screw over Alex Smith at the time. Alex Smith turned into a very quality NFL quarterback. And at that time, yeah, Colin Kaepernick was playing well. But even before the Kaepernick year, he had Alex Smith splitting time, literally splitting time, splitting games like nine and seven or, you know, eight and eight, where nine games he started and seven games Troy Smith started. They went six and ten. Troy Smith was a complete bust, another Ohio State bust. So, his ability to judge a quarterback is something that definitely scares me. That's the main reason why I didn't want him here. I thought he was going to screw over Justin Fields. I was actually defending Fields at that time. Go figure. So I don't know what his future is going to be, and I don't know uh, how great of a coach he's going to be, but here's my new position on the coaching situation, and I mean this with full sincerity. I don't care who it is as long as it's not Matt Eberflus. I don't have a strong opinion on who the coach should be. Dan Quinn, I mean, I was not a fan of Dan Quinn, but you know what? I'm willing to try anything now because I'm so hopeless and I'm so frustrated with Matt Eberflus and his effort and his performance. Good guy off the field, but horrendous coaching. I mean, this guy can't manage his staff, and I'm going to keep bringing it up. Alan Williams can't manage his staff, can't manage his players, has no control of that team whatsoever. They suck again. Oh, geez, I almost swore. They suck again, okay? It's getting worse and worse and worse game by game. 
And as a head coach, how could you stay having the, having the worst uh, losing streak in franchise history? How are you allowed to stay after that? He's going to be out, okay? He's going to be gone. So the question is, who do you replace him with? Jim Harbaugh is the one guy being discussed frequently and more frequently. His name continues to come up. And because, you know, this NCAA suspension thing, the, the idea is that if he gets suspended, he could just come to the NFL and serve out his suspension since he won't be coaching in the NCAA. It's possible. He could get out of that contract. He could make things work with that. I, I don't know. Apparently, in this article from Sports Mockery, uh, Kevin Warren and Jim Harbaugh worked together when Harbaugh or when uh, Warren was the commissioner of the Big Ten. Everybody knows Harbaugh has always had an issue with authority figures. Who cares? I'm not worried about the Warren and Harbaugh thing. And I'm not really worried about Warren in general. I mean, who is he to make any decisions? He's made dumb decisions, too. I know he's kind of new on the job, but I'll tell you what, I am not proud or, or happy with what he's done so far either. It all starts all the way up there at the top. Now, Ted Phillips could be still calling shots behind the scenes, and the McCaskies obviously own the team. But Kevin Warren has not been impressive by any means yet. Now, maybe in the offseason, he's going to step in and make big decisions like firing people, getting rid of people, restructuring things, and then my perception's going to change. But right now, I am not impressed. I'm not blown away with what he's done. I, I've seen nothing of significance. So I don't really give a damn what Kevin Warren has to say or what he thinks about Jim Harbaugh. You know what? If that's Ryan Poles' choice, if that's the McCaskey's choice, then that's what's going to happen. Kevin, whether you like it or not. I will say this, and maybe this is one qualifier about what I would like to see as a head coach. Please have experience. I'm done with this team being a minor league training facility in terms of coaching and GMs. That's a fact. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing people like Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, now Ryan Poles and Matt Eberplus. All four of those guys didn't have a lick of experience in those positions before they came in. Why are the Bears treating their front office, treating their coaching staff like a developmental football league? They go hire people from the CFL. Oh, wait, they did. Mark Trestman. This has continued to happen. Why is this team, why is this storied franchise going to the dollar store for coaching and for general managers? Why? They continually do it. So this time around, they better not. Hire somebody with damn experience. Hire somebody who you know can, has a track record, has a resume of getting the job done. Oh, my goodness. I'm done with the developmental football league and the Bears bringing in people who have no experience whatsoever and don't know what they're doing and are in over their heads. I don't even blame Ryan Payne or even Ryan Poles as much. It's not their fault. They're not prepared for this. And they come in, they do bad. But what did everybody expect? They have no experience doing this stuff. Really? And they come in and they, they struggle as they, as they, of course, would and should. Of course, they don't have experience doing this stuff. So if there's one qualification or one condition that I want to see out of a new Bears head coach, it's that they need some sort of experience. I'm not all sold in or, or sold on 
Jim Harbaugh, but I can tell you this, he certainly has experience. I mean, he led an NFL team to a Super Bowl. That's who the Bears end up going with. That's who they're going to discuss and talk to. Let's have that discussion. At least there's experience there. At least they're not going to the freaking dollar store to pick up a head coach. Or they're not being a minor league baseball team and picking a head coach. As a side note, for anybody who knows baseball history, the Cubs tried to do this, by the way. They did something in the 1960s when they sucked. It's called the College of Coaches. You can look this up. What they did is um, they they didn't have a manager by game one of the season, I believe, okay? So here's what they did. They called up their top instructors from every level in the minor leagues. Like, I'm talking about rookie ball all the way up to AAA, and that was their coaching staff. The College of Coaches. Look it up. That's what the Cubs did for one year. Guess what? They sucked even more. Okay, why do the Bears do this stuff every year? Why do they do this stuff all the time? Take this assistant, that assistant. He's a good defensive guy. He's an offensive guy like Matt Nagy. Oh, he was an offensive mastermind in the Canadian Football League. Do you hear you guys? Do you hear that? The the offensive mastermind of the Canadian Football League. That has nothing to do with NFL football. That has nothing to do with anything. So can they please hire somebody with experience? And if it's going to be Jim Harbaugh, then it's going to be Jim Harbaugh. But just find somebody. But that's the big rumor right now. According to some reports, although there are conflicting reports from Albert Breer and David Kaplan, Jim Harbaugh could become a Bears head coach at the end of the year. Now, these rumors come up all the time, too. They came up last year, the year before. I don't know what's really going to happen. We're certainly going to find out by the end of the year. I will say this much. If the Bears in any way, shape, or form retain Matt Eberflus, and they're in big trouble. Matt Eberflus at this point needs to be gone now. And I know, oh, well, who are they going to replace him with? He needs to go today. And if not today, then at the end of the year, see you, Matt. Day after the season, Black Monday, you're gone. Your ass is out. I'm done. We're all done with this charade. Okay? Nice guy off the field. I know he's a nice guy, man of faith. I, I love that about him. But he is in over his head in terms of coaching a football team. Way in over his head. And for a defensive mastermind, you know, remember, he doesn't even have a defensive coordinator now, so he's calling the defense as we know it today. Look how good they're playing. My gosh, they suck. So now they, they suck at defense, which is supposed to be a strong suit. Their offense is in shambles, except what apparently Tyson Bajan plays. That's enough for me to say, see you later. Goodbye. My goodness. So this Bears coaching controversy, because another controversy that seems filled with controversies, is going to continue to develop. And we're going to follow every second, every rumor, every whispering, everything that becomes true, every report. We're going to make sure we talk about it here because it's never too early and it's not too early to start discussing it. It'd be different if we were the Steelers or, you know, and they had Mike Tomlin or the Bears don't have a legitimate coach right now. They don't. And they have somebody who owns the franchise record for most consecutive losses ever. Ever. Yeah, at that point, you are more than on the hot seat. Okay? They are more than on the hot seat. Matty Berflus is in big trouble. And all I want, all I'm asking for today, I don't even have a strong opinion. You know, before I said I don't want Eberflus, I wanted Jim Caldwell at the time. I'd also love to see him come back in for an interview, but let's say they don't do it, okay? Fine, whatever. The point is, 
I'm not going to sit here and campaign for any individual person, at least right now. Here's what I want. Somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. That's what I would want. Somebody who knows, I don't know, how to coach an NFL football team who's had moderate success at the NFL level. I'm sick and tired of this team being a developmental minor league piss poor franchise. I'm done with it. I'm sick of dealing with that. I'm sick of having to come on here and talk about some guy's random career and then say, oh, this is how it's going to apply to him as being a head coach because he's never done it before. BS. Done with that stuff. Luke Getze, too. I remember when they had Luke Getze. Everybody, oh, so happy. Oh, wow. He called planes back in Mississippi State. How does that apply to this? And clearly, we can all agree with this for sure, clearly that hasn't worked. (laughs) So we need to do a better job as evaluators of understanding what the Bears need to do. And they need somebody with experience leading this team moving forward. And it's not going to be Matt Eberflus. It shouldn't be. If it's going to be Jim Harbaugh, I'm open to it. But it has to be somebody who knows what the hell to do. I'm done with justifications for lame talent, for subpar talent, for people who don't know what they're doing. This is how it has to be. On a separate note, I mean, think about all these guys who were head coaches, where they went after the Bears. Mark Trestman never got a job again. He was an offensive coordinator for some time in Baltimore. They fired his ass because it didn't work. Matt Nagy is currently ruining Patrick Mahomes. Go figure. John Fox is out of the league. Yeah, all of these people who have been hired as of late are gone. Lovie Smith was never the same after being fired. So... They need to do a good job at hiring the right guy moving forward. And in my opinion, this is just me because I'm seeing people come at this now. Matt Eberflus shouldn't stay anywhere, period. Matt Eberflus, when he's gone, he's gone. They don't need him to stay as anything. Consultant, coordinator, analyst, whatever the hell, made-up title they're going to make for him. He should go back to the minor leagues where he belongs. If that's the CFL, not kidding, go ahead. But he can't stay here. Can't stay here. See what the Bears end up doing. We'll be right back here on Sports Talk Chicago. Sports Talk Chicago, John's Globe, John Meadows directing and producing. Great to have everybody here with us. Last segment of the program. We're on everywhere right now. Our great affiliates at the top of your screen on YouTube, ACTV, Cities 92.9, Talk FM, AM 1230, WJOB, and Jed TV. Big thank you to all of our great affiliates, we love them. We're appreciative of them. Make sure you guys follow them. Tune into their stations. Follow them on social media. Give them a great shout-out for putting our show on the air. And as we had kind of teased earlier, we're going to be announcing two new affiliates, two huge affiliates coming up next Wednesday. So if you want to hear about that news, Wednesday night, 7 p.m., we're going to be here to discuss on YouTube. And that show is going to be put out to all of our great affiliates throughout the week. So make sure you stay tuned for that. You could like the video. You could subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. We have over 18,400 subscribers. We're trying to get to 20,000. We need your help. If you miss any part of this program, any part of this program, please podcast at sportstalkchicago.com and all over on podcasting platforms. Bears have a show today, as it should be, and we're going to end today with another game preview. 
We were right last week. Surprisingly enough, I said the Bears could or may pull up an upset, and they certainly did. Going to be a tougher challenge this week, but it's also possible as they face off against the L.A. Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Yes, America, get ready for a barn burner on Sunday night. Get ready to watch your Chicago Bears in primetime. They always suck in primetime, and everyone's going to watch them suck on Sunday night. No, I'm kidding. I think it's going to be an okay game. I think it's going to certainly be somewhat of a competitive game between these two teams. Uh, the Chargers, we'll talk about them first. They're 2-4, and four and they're in big trouble just like the Bears are. Don't really understand why, because they certainly have a certainly a competent quarterback, but things are not going their way right now. Uh, Justin Herbert, still having a good year, 10 touchdowns, 4 picks, 1,600 yards, a 97 passer rating. He has gone down a little bit in his performance, and there have been some critics who have argued that He's not an amazing quarterback. He can't come up in um, closer or clutch situations, but I'll tell you what, the Bears would love to have him. So everybody could shut up about that and those criticisms. Right now, their run game's okay. Joshua Kelly and Austin Eckler splitting duties. The real big problem is their defense. Uh, Their offense is 11th in football, but their defense is 25th. Not to mention the fact that the only other coach in the NFL today who probably has more pressure under his ass is the Chargers coach, Brandon Staley. I thought he should have been fired last year, especially after that debacle in the playoffs. They blew a, what, three, four touchdown lead against Jacksonville? Now, that was Brandon Staley. By doing that in a playoff game after you barely made the playoffs, and then remember his rookie year as a head coach when they had to face the Raiders in that last game of the season and They opted to try and kick a field goal. They didn't need the football. They didn't want to make it a tie. It was just a complete blunder on his part that led to the Chargers missing the playoffs. I think he should have been going along. I should have have been going after that, but they kept him around still. I've never seen that dumb of of a decision. Nevertheless, that's the situation, and that's what's going to happen on Sunday night. The Bears, to contrast, Believe it or not, of the 13th best offense in football, according to points per game, 22.6. They have slowly but surely begun to put up points. And I think a lot of that is contributed to the Broncos, Commanders, and the Raiders games. Those three games have all resulted in 28-plus points that's driven up that average event. But their defense, under Matt Eberplus, the defensive guru who's calling their plays, is 28 out of 32. That's scary. More of a justification for Eberplus and his future here in Chicago. Mr. Defensive Guru has the 28th best defense in football. Roshan Johnson practiced and the expectations that he is going to play for sure this upcoming weekend. So it's probably going to be the Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman show at running back. Tyson Bajan is in line to start. Coming off an unbelievable debut. Very good debut. Very solid debut. I'm curious to see how the Bears build off that for him. We saw a specific game plan work for him last week. Was not pressured too much because he got rid of the ball super quick. Pocket passer, decent pocket presence, only sacked one time. High percentage throws, but for low yardage. So a lot of his throws were 15 yards or less, but his completion percentage was 72% and took care of the football. No fumbles, no picks. That was Tyson Bajan. That was the game plan for the Bears and for him, and hey, it worked. It worked great. So that's the question. 
And that's the situation and the matchup come Sunday night in primetime. It's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out. I don't think the Bears are going to win this one unless Bajan takes over the game. The reason I say that is because Justin Herbert against a backup quarterback in general, it's not a good look for your team, the Bears. Now, if it was Herbert versus Fields, maybe there'd be a difference, but no one Fields, he'd throw a pick in the fourth quarter and lose the game anyway. So it really doesn't matter uh, who the quarterback is. Right now, if I had to put a score on this one, say the Bears will lose this one. Be a close game, though. 27-24. The Bears will lose this game 27-24. to That's my official prediction. Hope I'm wrong. Hope they win. But I just don't see it on Sunday night against Justin Herbert. He had an undrafted rookie QB in primetime. I'm not going to fully buy this one. But I hope for encouraging performances from Beijing. Not because I want to see a quarterback controversy. I mean, for his own sake, for the kid's sake. He had a hell of a game for his official quote-unquote debut, kind of. I'd love to see him build off of that because more than anything, I want him to be employable. It's such a great story. I don't want him to have this be a one-and-done thing and be, you know, a grocery bagger in five years. I want him to stay in the NFL. I really do. I want him to continue. I want him to progress. It's a great story, and he showed last week Game plan or not, caveats or not, whatever you want to say, the fact is he did show that he's a competent quarterback, that he knows what he's doing. Doesn't mean he's a superstar. Doesn't mean he's even above average. But it did show that, hey, I know how to throw a football in the NFL. I know how to complete passes in the NFL. I know how to win a football game in the NFL. And that's all you could ask for out of agent. That's all you could ask for. And took care of the ball, which was a plus, and only got sacked once, which was an even bigger plus. So, I hope that Bajan kills it in general. And I hope that he does well just for his own sake. That's what I really want to see. Is it going to happen? Time will tell. But it will be interesting to watch. Uh, we're going to be doing the game live on Sunday here on Sports Talk Chicago at night. So we're going to be with you even though it's a night game, and I, I hope people tune in. Um, we will see how this one plays out. Chargers have a lot more to play for than the Bears, too. And I want to make sure that we make that clear. I mean, they're they're 2-4. and four. You know, They're in trouble. Staley is feeling the heat, as he should. I mean, Staley's definitely on the hot seat today. Herbert is even getting some heat and some flack, which is also a little bit unfair in my opinion, but nevertheless, that's happening. So the Chargers desperately need a win. want to make sure we make that clear. They are desperate as a team. They will do whatever they can to get a win right now because they need it. Primetime Sunday night against the Bears backup QB. They're thinking it's probably going to be an easy shot. Seriously. So keep that in mind as you prepare to watch this game on Sunday. And as we discussed last week in the Raiders game, we're going to discuss it again here, the team that commits less turnovers is going to win. If Bajan does what he did last week, there's a real shot at winning. No mistakes, no picks, no fumbles, high completion percentage, they won. Now, when Bajan came in, after Fields got hurt in the Vikings game, he had the pick and the fumble. The Bears lost. 
pretty simple stuff. So if Benjamin holds on to the football, if the Bears could make Justin Herbert throw a pick six in the fourth quarter because now he's become notorious for that. That could easily go the other way. The Bears could win it. My official prediction, though, is 28, or a 27-24 Chargers right now. 27-24 Chargers is my take. But I hope they prove me wrong. And what kind of a statement would that be if Bajent won again? What kind of a statement would that make? See, the only other situation, I just thought of this now, that is kind of comparable to this Bears thing is Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush last year. Remember Cooper Rush came in. He's still the backup over there along with uh, Trey Lance, who's, you know, sitting on the bench. But last year, Dak got hurt. Cooper Rush started for like five games and went four and one. Everybody there even talks in Dallas. Oh, my goodness. Cooper Rush is going to take over Dak. And that didn't happen because Dak was already being paid. Keyword: he was already being paid. So, Obviously, Jerry Jones is not going to let his $200 million quarterback sit his ass on the bench. No, when he came back, a transition was made, and that's fine. And they thanked Cooper Rush for what he did. Keep that in mind. There's one big difference between the Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott thing and Bajan and Fields. We're going to learn a lot more on Sunday. If Bajan indeed goes 4-1, and one, Let's say he does. Let's say even 3-1, and one, even 3-0. and oh. Are you really going to take him out and put Fields back in? Fair question. Fields is not making $200 million yet. And Bajan's an undrafted guy, like Cooper Rush was. There are a lot of similarities there. Dallas had to sit Cooper Rush, or else there would have been a revolt internally and externally. In Chicago, there might be a revolt externally because Bears fans are Justin Fields fans, not Bears fans. But internally, if Bajan is winning, there isn't a financial incentive to continue to play Justin Fields. So keep all of that in the back of your head as you watch this game on Sunday. Because if Bajan has a good command of the offense, if Bajan wins this game somehow and goes to 2-0, the questions will only get more intense. You could easily... Call last Sunday's game against Las Vegas a one-off. And that's what Matt Eberflus essentially said. That's what the media said. Media said, oh, it's just one game, great story, blah, blah, blah. If he does it again, more questions need to be asked. And more questions need answers. And we need to demand answers from the Bears here. Just saying. This is a fair thing to say. So keep all of that in your mind, too. When you think of this situation, look back to last year to get some wisdom in terms of Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush was dominating. It's not that he lit up the stat box necessarily, although he did well, but he just won. And Dallas won. They sat Cooper Rush when Dak came back because they had to. They had to. What about now, though? What about in this situation with the Bears? Do they need to start Justin Fields if Bajan goes 3-0 and then Fields is healthy? No, they shouldn't. They don't have to. They may and say, we need to see more from him. I've seen enough. I think, I think everybody here has seen enough. I'm just saying, these are legitimate questions to be asking at this juncture. And we will wait to see what happens Sunday. We're going to be here live on Sports Talk Chicago for the game. So I ask all of you to tune in as we do play-by-play and 
commentary. I know a lot of you love it. We had a lot of people hang out with us last week or the last couple of weeks, and we hope you're here with us on Sports Talk Chicago, and we will we'll go through it live with you and see how the game plays out, and we, we hope you're all there. That'll do it for us today here on Sports Talk Chicago. Big, big appreciating uh, of everybody for tuning in. John Meadows directing and producing behind the scenes. Thank you to all of you. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Hang out with us on Sports Talk Chicago on YouTube. A big thank you to all of our great affiliates across the top of your screen. ACTV, Cities 92.9, WJOB, and Jed TV. Big announcement coming next Wednesday. Join us on Sunday for the game. And if you've missed any part of this show, sportstalkchicago.com, any podcasting platform. Until next time, so long, everyone.